Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Station 8 Artist Spotlight, where today we sat down with Nick Monty, aka Night Owl, to discuss his journey in music and the maturity that has come with it. Enjoy. All right, we are live at the 8 today at Station 8 Productions with Mr. Night Owl, Nick Monty. Nick, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. How about yourself, Rit? I'm doing really well. You know, it's I'm, I'm excited to sit down and, and chat with you about everything that you have going on. Um, but we've also been getting to know each other even better over the last two weeks, yeah? Yeah, it's been a really big process. It's you know hard to put in words at times. Yeah, so you, I guess, kind of conceptualized Night Owl, like was it at the beginning of this year? Uh, well, it's been going on for a while. The music's been there, but the actual concept for... How to portray the, it? Yeah, the name and everything, probably earlier this year. That's awesome. I know uh, there's probably a lot of people that that are familiar, you know, in Memphis um, and especially northern Mississippi, your old stomping grounds with your music and kind of all the things that you've been involved in. But for people who maybe aren't as aware of your previous projects, let's why don't we just start there? Let's talk about where people might know you from. Uh, Well, I was pretty active with Wilted for about, I don't know, the better part of five or six years. Played everywhere from you know, DeSoto County up to Memphis. Downtown, what was the Midtown. years? Uh, for that? Uh, probably 2014 to 2019 ish was, I believe, our last show together. Mm-hmm. And you guys put in, you guys put in a lot of work for that though, over, over those five years. How much, how much music did you make over the course of that? Because I mean, you were playing with everybody. I mean, not even bands within your genre, which I always appreciate because I had to do that too. Well, but. you know, that was the interesting thing about Wilted is. We didn't record as much as I would have liked to. We actually found ourselves just playing so often and just getting out there. And pl- our, we enjoyed, almost enjoyed the live performance aspect a lot more than recording. So we recorded uh, a single when we first started as a band, when we first got together, we got the lineup solidified. And that was when we did Distance um, with uh, Brandon. And um, Brandon. Uh, was a really good producer. I believe he lives out in Los Angeles now. He's playing drums and producing for different people live, so he's doing his thing. Uh, and then the second time we did a demo, we recorded drums with Cody Landers, and uh, Cody Landers tracked the drums for us. I kind of took over the guitars, and we did things a little bit differently that go around. We had that EP with, like I think it was two songs, and... Uh, after that, there was a time with Blair Davis, uh, where at the time he was in school and at the College of Fine Arts at University of Memphis, he had the studio and he offered to record us. And, you know, well, I turned that down. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So those recordings never really got released. It was more so for a school project for him. I think I have them on my laptop somewhere, but we never really did much with those. But we helped him and he helped us. So it was a fun time. Yeah. Well, I've had, I've had the privilege of knowing you for a very very long time <laughs> actually since what you were like maybe was, how long has it been dude it's been a long time i think it was 16 i think i've known you since i was 16 so. yeah so several many years now yeah i'll be 28 this year you're about to turn 30 yeah coming up this sunday yeah, yeah it's crazy yeah it is crazy but it's it's cool too like i said just to see kind of your evolution um you know as an individual but also as a musician and that, that ties back even into the roots of this room and like where we're sitting right now. Yeah, I recorded <laughs> here back in uh, 
I think first time 2010, second time 2011. Yeah, that was back when it was Noise Factory with Dave Cowell. Yeah, uh, man. I was recording with Here Lies Heart. And there's still stuff on the bathroom wall that I wrote on there. <laughs> the bathroom door, yeah, or the legendary bathroom, bathroom door, door. No, you're right. That's definitely like the legendary uh, bathroom door of, of the, the studio, for sure. I've got my signature on there from 2011 too. But uh, here lies heart. Yeah. Well, let's let's um let's dig into that a little more. Tell me more about your, you know, personal music journey from your perspective and kind of how it initiated for you. Because if I'm not mistaken, when I did meet you back then, you know, 15, 16 years old, I don't think music um, was a huge part of your life just yet. I mean, obviously you loved it, but tell me the journey. Tell me where it started. Uh, well. Um, you know, I've always been into music from a young age and I've always been like fascinated by just like the process of, uh, songwriting and how it works and, you know, getting into that. So I've always known that I wanted to play music, you know, picked up a guitar for like my 13th birthday or something. Mm. My dad got me one from a pawn shop. My older brother played. I thought it was cool. So I wanted to do it too, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was always in school band and everything like that um but i didn't actually start playing like i said i started out you know playing in old metal bands and during that era and uh a friend of old friend of mine found me through a youtube video through like a cover video that i posted or something and reached out to me and uh if you'll recall around that area i actually I think that's around the time I met you because I sent a message to Here Lies Hearts at YouTube and I was looking to play in a band. And so a friend approached me. We started the band. We were called Constellations. We started mm-hmm. playing metal. Uh, we did that for a while, played shows kind of on and off. That kind of broke up, you know. Uh, our drummer, he was in college and moving on to like different things like after he got out of college. So it kind of just dissolved. And we just kind of quit doing it. Um, went on to, man, several other bands. I don't know how, how deep you want to go. Well, I mean, I guess just like the ones that were most critical for your development, because I, I guess um, it's interesting. The first thing you said at the beginning was that you were really interested in just like composition and the process of building a song. And kind of that was, you know, your brother doing it, but also just like the fundamental process is kind of what drew you into making music and um i i think that that's very characteristic of the music that you've been you know that you've been a part of uh in in recent years and also what you've been recording here because it is um it's an intricate thing for you i think you you do look at the layers and just how you construct your songs and, and build things and take away I think that that's an evolution in and of itself, just from sure. all the things that you were a part of musically in the past, yeah, as far as composition goes like I can tell you that I'd say if, you know, doing music this way, like being an artist, recording, performing, like if that didn't work out, my dream job has always been to be a composer for film and do score. So I've always been Mm -hmm. into the orchestral side and the cinematic aspect of music, creating a room of sound where you're at and what you're playing and try to portray almost visually what you have in your mind with audio you know what i'm saying like so it's that's my always been my dream uh as far as bands that 
you know, I did the most within stuff. There was Constellations, uh, and then there was a pretty huge gap break where I played in between with several different local bands and filled in. And But then Wilted started, and that was during a, you know, a lot of it correlates to just phases of life as well. Like, I was going through different things than I was going through when I was playing metal. So the music, I feel like, evolved into maturity of myself, I guess, and a different, a new chapter. And uh, it's kind of funny, the name Wilted, we'll talk about that for a second. That It stems from a, there's a video game I really used to enjoy called Dragon's Dogma. Mm-hmm. And there's an area on the map called the Wilted Forest. The whole map's really beautiful and just vibrant. And there's this one area on the map called the Wilted Forest where, like, everything is wilted and obviously and just depleted, but there's still, like, life there. And the point of that area in in the game was to show that even though when you go through some bottoms and, like, the you know, depths of struggle, like there's still hope at the other end and there's, you know, beauty to the there's other still side. still life to be found. So that's kind of where that came from and it was going to be the Wilted Forest, but I just shortened it to Wilted. Yeah, so it's a cool name. So that band we kicked off, oh man, we had several different member changes in the beginning. The old drummer from Constellations, Chris Madden, who recorded here when we were with Constellations. That's right. uh, mm-hmm. He tried out for a bit, but he was still just too busy, couldn't do it. And so then Jaron Widener, who did 100 Year Dash and uh, also owned Avenue Coffee for a while. Okay. He was. I remember him in the scene for sure. He was the original bass player for. He and I had hung out at shows and just gotten to know each other pretty well, and we wanted to do something together. So, needed the bass player. Uh, he hung out with this Jose Campos, my longtime friend, mm-hmm. was actually, it was going to be me on guitar, him on keys, Jaron on bass, and Chris on drums. But so Jaron p- practiced with us for a while, got ready for us, and he ended up leaving to start Avenue Coffee. And, you know, we supported them and doing what he wanted to do, and he did well with it for a long time. I really enjoyed that place. I'm sad that it's closed now. Um, so once he got out, I started playing in a hardcore band with uh, Colton Beggs, and uh, that was short-lived, but we really liked jamming together, and I told him, hey, man, you know, I got this band called Wilted going on. Do you want to come play drums with us? And he ended up playing, and it worked out really well. I met Meg Goddard outside of... Shout out Meg Goddard. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming and doing bass for me on my EP. Uh, she killed. Shout it. out to Jose too. Yeah, Jose killed it. Even despite his longboard fall, he still came and killed it. Yeah, we have. We'll have to do a quick aside on that a little bit later. But uh, I met Meg Goddard outside of a Circus Revive show, kicking a soccer ball around outside the New Daisy Theater. I think that's appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> and just. Uh, I met her and we just talked and just, you know, talked about music and everything and got to know her and then never got her number or contact information. This is kind of crazy here. So couldn't figure out who it was, but she said she played bass and she was looking for a band and I was looking for a bass player. 
about two weeks goes by, we and a suggested friend pops up on my uh, Facebook. And sure enough, it's Meg Goddard. And I recognized her with her soccer jersey and soccer ball in her picture. So sent her a friend request. She comes by, plays bass. And now we have the best musical chemistry I'd probably ever felt in my life. Um, and we started Wilted. And Jaron also comes back into play because he put on us on our first show. And it was a massive turnout. So say that's how I knew Jaron is his he was he uh booked shows. Yeah. That's how I remember so, his name. A lot of connections there, you know, right there, even just in the to start out and he helped us get on. We played a show at uh some big church out in Bartlett. I can't even remember what it was called, to be honest with you. But wasn't wasn't uh that church, was it? I guess that wasn't a big church. No, no, it wasn't that one. Anyways, uh so he put on our first show, had a massive turnout. Uh, and well, so get so, the ball rolling for that. Yeah, so it seems like um, you know, Wilted kind of served as like the most important piece of the foundation for your music, and I think that kind of tees us up perfectly to go into the project that you're working on now um, under Night Owl. Um, no longer Wilted, right? But there is some some Wilted songs and influence in the music that you're creating now. So I think. Um, let's, let's talk about like what you're doing. I mean, this, this project specifically was a five song EP that was a culmination of some of your best pieces of music and that you had, uh, with Wilted, but also stuff that you've done independently. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Also that. And there was another band I was in that was short lived called cheap thrills that never got to use some of that material either. So I brought it back out. That's awesome. So tell me about this this project and i think a good place to start um is you just you mentioned how every song is just indicative of of a certain perspective or a way of looking at things or perhaps like a personal evolution so can you tell me about the subject matter of of the music that you that you laid down yeah uh sure it the ep as we discussed you know is called think about it and it I realized, you know, one day when I was sitting down going through these songs, not long before I was getting ready to come here, that the songs are just very expressive of different time frames and phases. Like I said, they correlate. So all those songs were written during different scenarios in between then and now and i realized that you know they're ultimately just me observing and maybe even me kind of speaking for myself in ways that i don't normally say things through lyrics so i realized that but also with that being said i feel like you know it's a weird comforting scenario to know that these things that i'm going through and talking about in these songs that there's other people having those and I've had a lot of experiences that have went with people and camaraderie that has influenced the music a lot too. And so, you know, the, it's, that's kind of what it's all about is just knowing that people share these same scenarios with you and you're not the only person, you know. Yeah. Well, so, well uh, you mentioned thing. too, the way that you, 
write your lyrics are something that might be a little bit more specific to you, but in the way that they translate and are heard or kind of create a very subjective experience. In other words, you know, the person that's listening to the music can kind of receive something. So is that, is that just based on their own life? Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, in a sense, it's kind of like if you and I were to sit down and listen to an instrumental track of some sort, you're going to think about something different than I am. Right. But at the same time, there may be similarities. But when, I, when I'm when i saying something with my lyrics, and maybe sometimes I have a hard time being super direct about like being vocal about how I feel, I write things and I just meant that I often wonder what other people think when they hear that just like when you hear like an instrumental or something mm-hmm. else that makes you so do you write with that intent or do you think it is something uh, like to get that reaction and get that feeling and invoke something in someone else or is it purely something that's personal for you I usually feel like like I said I'm like I'm trying to envelop the moment or what I'm feeling at the time or what's going on and see if other people can relate so do you feel like that's, um, I guess, a dynamic that you created with your fellow musicians and, and more specifically, you know, Meg who came in and tracked and like Jose, because it seems like, you know, it, it, it could be true that perhaps they get something different and derive something different from the experience of the music. But it also seems like you guys have enough, share enough of a wavelength, um, you know, wavelength in a way that they are able to enhance, you know, the sound and the music in a way that you connect with and makes sense for you. Well, I mean, as a musician, you can understand that who you share your best ideas with and deepest musical ideas with, it's intimate, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't just want to share that with anyone. And these were people that are still good friends of mine to this day. And the fact that we had were able to share our best and most articulate thoughts with each other and trust each other with them and know that they would only benefit from each other was like great musical chemistry and it's hard to match and you know since I've moved to Dallas it's and with the pandemic and everything it's been hard to network musically and stuff so I just took it upon myself to try to recreate some of those things and that's why I had them come in and help me out because I knew that it would enhance the music like you said Mm -hmm. so that's why I was specific to who i was with sure yeah that makes sense and i know too um it's interesting you brought that up you are in dallas uh so tell me when did you go to dallas uh right at the end of 2019 okay so it hasn't been too long Mm -hmm. it's still pretty fresh uh took a promotion down there i got a job and uh was ready to experience new things and um so far, so good. I really enjoy it. That's awesome. And I think, too, um, you've, you've kind of expressed, you know, interest in, you know, maybe developing some sort of musical relationship with people down there. And I think that that was a big, you know, incentive to come into the studio and, and you know, make this album and, and put something down to have something cohesive that you could present to people there and, and share with and potentially develop something there. So is that something that you're aiming to accomplish there in Dallas? Absolutely. Uh like I said, with the pandemic, it's been hard to network musically. And I knew that mm-hmm. if I uh, wanted to make those relationships, I have to have the content. And I wanted something quality to share, even if I had to make it on my own, which I effectively did. 
and so I knew I needed to come somewhere where I could get that quality content to share and then I can get it played and shared around and hopefully some like-minded musicians will come along and we can work something out. That's the goal. Well, going back to that, I mean, I know when you came here, I guess this was like, you started, you came by here when we were in construction. It's like January, February, yeah, something like that. Beginning of the year, like we had not even put our website up yet. And you came by, you kind of saw what we were up to and, you know, we were still figuring things out. We're still figuring things out. But I think, you know, the the energy of this place has kind of, since it was conceived in 2009, has kind of always been undeniable. Um, and you mentioned that there was just kind of like, a, you know, a wave of inspiration or energy, you know, in that way, if you will. Um, and I think that that is really interesting for a lot of reasons because of what you just said. I mean, a lot of us, you know, every everyone's coming out of the pandemic for sure. And we were, a lot of people did not, do that great even our you know myself included the deeply introverted people (laughs) that think (laughs) they want to be alone (laughs) yeah i mean it was in in some ways it was very you know cathartic i think for everyone that um you know wasn't on the front lines of it and had a chance to stop working and look at their lives and examine things that they maybe didn't have time to previously um but in a lot of ways it it short-circuited a lot of things i know there's a lot of musicians that and a lot of creative people in general, not even musicians that, you know, see this window of time, like, Oh my gosh, I can be so productive and I can do all these things. But in reality, it was, it was pretty difficult for most, not everyone, but most people to kind of get that, that energy and that inspiration and, um, also stay consistent with it over that period of time. And to hear, you know, you come in and, and have such a wave of inspiration and good energy and motivation to, um, I guess really, maybe it'd be fair to say like refocus musically and start to develop and cultivate it to like a coherent form that you could document now here in what are we in July or June in uh, middle of June um, is something pretty special. Absolutely. People have had to get really creative during the pandemic to do things like extremely creative. People do online streams. I've seen Twitch. I've seen, Mm -hmm. and I've even seen socially distanced shows, uh, like we talked about the other day with the Flaming Lips where they did the bubble concert. Yeah, that was insane. Shout out to Jake Ingles and Space Face. Um, uh, really enjoy them. Uh, one of my favorite bands out of Memphis for sure. And uh, But, you know, like you said, it's it was really mentally taxing on a lot of artists, not just musicians. Mm-hmm. All, all kinds. Like the every, arts. Every human arts in general. Are, <laughs> yeah, they're already suffering. As if it wasn't bad enough, it made yeah. it even more difficult tenfold for everyone. Uh, but that's why the only thing, well, in my mind, this is, was my thought process is I just wanted to stay prepared. And for a while, you know, I was just moving down there when I took my promotion, I'm just working and I built a little studio room in my house and I was working on stuff. I was still doing it for fun just as a hobby, but like, you, you know, I came prepared with demos and everything because I had these ideas and I wanted to get them out and I wanted the, somebody to hear them and help me express right. them in the right way. And that's, like I said, at the very beginning of this, you know, the process that we've been through in the last, like, what, week and a half, two weeks, mm-hmm. like, every day, literally wake up, come in, grind six to nine hours a day on any given day and just bunker down and we've just been eating, sleeping in studio Mm -hmm. time. That's it. And 
at not one point, I was thinking about this this morning when I was getting ready to come here. At not one point did I feel like a dull moment, though. Like everybody felt engaged. The atmosphere was exactly how we wanted it to be when we planned for this. Mm-hmm. Everything just fell into place. Nothing's felt forced. Everything's been very receptive and open. And anybody, Jose's come here, Meg's come here, they both had the same experience. You know, they really like just the approachable aspect of the studio. And, you know, I knew coming here that I would have that. There's a, a lot of camaraderie here and just a lot of support, a lot of creative minds trying to reach the same goal ultimately. Yeah. And I think that that really exemplifies itself in, in the music, which by the time people are listening to this, people will probably have a chance to hear some of it. Even just subtle things like you guys are, you know, really hospitable and you know, it's well, I wouldn't fishing for compliments over there, but you're showering me with them. Well, I mean, making me feel good, man. I've, I've had a really good. good experience here. This is this is genuine. Like this is. I appreciate it. Not just this is not a plug for Station Eight. No, well, hey, it's, I guess it's both, right? But yeah. at the same time, I think it's really important um, to just. I, I know all of us at Station Eight. I know you too. Just acknowledge the value and uplifting one another. I mean, you were playing in the music scene at the same time and and even after I was, and there was always just this like, I don't know, arbitrary competitiveness between local musicians. And I felt like, you know, and and looking back on those times, if we had concentrated less on like petty nonsense sometimes, not that it was like just consuming everything, but it did consume a lot. And if we yeah. had spent you know, less time focusing on those things and more times, you know, uplifting each other and, and working together there, you know, better show opportunities, like better, you know, just energy at the shows, like more support for the bands. There's just, there's so much, you know, positivity that can come from music and creativity. And a lot of that is dulled with just the ego and just, you know, politics in general. And I think that that's kind of the the philosophy of of the space and Station Eight in the studio, but more importantly, the people that are behind it. And I know it's it's much easier when someone like you is a part of the process, who you know understands that, respects the creative process, the people that put in their time and effort, but also like the value of of sharing that with yeah. one another. I mean, absolutely. It's been it's different because, like I said, you and I go way back. Yeah. So there, I came here with the intentions, knowing that, you know, who I was going to be working with, which was big for me. And, you know, like, I just, there's different things that drives everyone musically, but I really support the fact that you guys are so connected with Memphis music because, you know, it's got a huge place in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of experiences here that inspired a lot of things that I did. Um, so, I mean, I, I totally understand what you're saying. There's so many different scenarios where you go back and you look at different things you were doing musically. And, you know, if we had just done this or if, you know, but I don't know. I try not to look at things that way. I just like keep moving. Well, yeah, no, I got you. But I, I think, too, it is just important to acknowledge the the, the lessons that we've learned along the way. Um, and I think that's, that's actually what worth talking about what you just said is just the Memphis influence, because you're right. Like Memphis legendary and Memphis music is at the roots of everything that has made this studio possible in the first place. hundred percent. Absolutely. So, I mean, like that's, that's something that is really important to us and why we do so much to, to, to work with artists in the way that we do. Um, 
But I don't know. How do you feel the Memphis energy? Because your music, that's one thing I love about Memphis music is it's so diverse. Like you think Memphis, you think blues, but in reality, there's so oh much music. Yeah, that's what I tell everyone. Yeah. That's I not mean, from Memphis or been in Memphis. It's you just associate it with one thing, but there's so much going on underground and there's different everywhere. subdivisions of music and it's insane. And art in general. Yeah. I mean, there's so 100%. many facets of, of creative, you know, creativity in the city. Memphis and, is different than any place I've ever been in the world. I'm not from Memphis. I, you know, grew up. You're and, from the Delta, my friend. But you're just, I, you're I lived here for, you know, 12 years and I experienced it for the better part of my young adult life. Right. And it definitely made me. How do you think how do you think the Memphis influence impacted your like this project the the current music cuz it's not blues <laughs> at all uh well it's kind of an interesting question cuz it's like just it shape the person you just know? living here like i said Memphis is is not like anywhere else it's literally like the grind city like people grind here they get through it it'll like make you a strong person you know like yeah. it's just different like there's the cultural background like everybody's got their daily life but you know i know so many people that you would never know that they're just incredible artists from this place you know they're just regular people but on the side they're just producing like whether it's visual art or musicians or whatever but mm -hmm. it's it's just so deep here like there's like you said it just all goes back to you know the experience and it's just something about this city like i said that grinding aspect and it you need that like release of you know something and it's it's crazy because like you said it's there's just so much going on here like you i feel like local events here are really good like people do a great job but whether i still see you know even though i'm not here people posting flyers for stuff like every week even through the pandemic people are making stuff work but the ultimately for me it was just like i said like the life experiences i had here and the people i met and the being around people who are already rooted in the culture of memphis music whether it any genre you know and I had my own life experiences and it took me in the direction that I am now. And I'm still not sure what that is because it's always changing. You know what I mean? I feel like in, even in the music that we did here, it shows that like the songs are a little bit different from each other. And it's like I said, it's just different things you're going through at different times. It all correlates to what you're feeling and what you're trying to convey to people at the time. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you've, do you feel like you've already accomplished or do you have goals of what you would like to accomplish with the music that you've made here? I accomplished my first goal, which was to get the material down and mm -hmm. get it, you know, we'll get it processed and ready for to be shown. And that was number one. Like I told you when we first sat down, when I got here, you know, priority number one. It's the sound. The sound. Yeah anything else is cool but let's like we you know 90 percent of the time we've been here we've been in that control room yeah working so, so tell me about um when you hear your music in your head um is there a certain type of like atmosphere or feeling that you go for that's like specific and exclusive you know to itself or is it kind of designed in a way does that make sense i like i told you the other day you know it's 
for me, songwriting, uh, like I'm not a very disciplined musician. I don't sit down and practice like I should. And there's people who are much more technical than me, and I'm aware of that. My music's not extremely complex. Yeah, well, Beatles did all right with four chords. <laughs> I mean, but simple is better sometimes. And I feel like there's layers to the music. And I tri- my approach is, you know, not to be cliche, and I keep saying this, but it is the portrayal of, like, when I feel inspired or feel such an intense emotion that's when I hear or feel a certain thing in my, you know, soul. And I sit down and I try to emulate that with whatever instrument I'm playing at the time, whether it be guitar or keys or whatever. Vocals. Or vocals. But first it starts with that sound. Sound relative to the feeling. Right. And I try to encapsulate that. And usually the words come after for me. So, like I said, I think a lot of it stems from being into score and stuff. You know, the purpose of that is to emphasize something going on within the current scene. And that's kind of what I try to do. I like to make it subjective to the person listening and but also create like such an ambience where it's almost universal that we can all feel like pleasant about or feel, you know, yeah, does that make sense? Absolutely. So what do you think, um, you know, now that you have actually come in and you've, you've laid these things down and sounds damn good by the way. Um, Thank you. What, Couldn't have done it without you guys, literally. <laughs> well, what do you what do you think is is next? Like you said, you accomplished one goal. Yeah, long term. Like you said, find some hopefully find some artists to help me get it out and play right. it. Dallas First, is a big city. I got to believe they're out there somewhere. Next goal is probably you know just promotional, getting it out there, finding the band, and hopefully performing it. Uh, Texas is awesome music scene there. It's great too. That's having an influence on me. I've pretty much been, even though it's been hard with the pandemic, like I said, I've been pretty much immediately involved in music since I got there. And I've met a few people in the local scene and it's pretty cool. It's diverse and uh, there's a lot going on and it's just such a huge city. You know, there's stuff going on at any given time. So uh, it's fun to get out and just explore and kind of be unbiased to a new city and just check things out. So that's definitely played a a factor too. Mm-hmm. So, What do you think is the biggest benefit that you've gotten from your music overall or just music period? Like how, what's, what's the most positive thing in your life that's come from maybe even not the creation um, portion, maybe that's it, but maybe not, maybe just the indulgence of music in general. Friendship, the ability to express myself, and... Do you struggle to express yourself without music? Sometimes, yeah. Um, 
when you say that, do you mean just conveying your emotions to people that are close to you or just in general or just like having your own personal relief of things that might be building up or how do you, how do you mean? I think it's hard for anyone to share their most intimate thoughts with strangers, you know? So you think that's where it is for you? Like that's kind of where the, the divergence is, is maybe, maybe you don't struggle as much with your friends and family, but a little bit more with strangers. So this is kind of a process of trying to connect for the two other people through it. There's trust involved with it. That's all. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's hard. Yeah. I agree. When you go through stuff in life, <laughs> you know what I mean? You've been I through do. stuff. We all have. So, but music is like that with me. Uh, if I'm going to show it, I want it to be the best it can and the best, most accurate representation of what I'm trying to say. And if, I'm, if people are kind enough to listen to it and take the time, I appreciate it. And that's how I feel about it. That's awesome. I'm uh, I'm curious to see because it's been, like I said, it's been so interesting to watch you evolve over, what has it been, like, what are we, 13 years? Yeah. It's already been such an evolution. Like you said, you started with, you know, the metal and constellations and then it evolved, you know, from one thing into the next until you've gotten to today. I'm actually really curious <laughs> how it's going to continue to shape and evolve because, I mean, dude, we're, we're you know. 28 you said like yeah just getting started man. I, I don't know man like you know like i said being here and being around so many different art styles and music styles it just you meet so many different people of different walks of life and i love that i do love that i love meeting people i do love people i just it's you meet all kinds of people yeah. in your walk of life so you know you just learn lessons and you go through it and that and a lot of that is through the music scene for me. And I like, that's why I like being in a new place now. I get to go meet new people, have new experiences. And like you said, there's no telling what's next. And a big thing about this project for me too was the ability to not limit myself to one genre because I've been involved in so many mm -hmm. that I... There's something to incorporate from each. Yeah, and like just different walks of life, different experiences, and I, it's there's no telling where it goes next well, because it's, it's always changing. Right. And and with this one project, like I said, it it allowed me to not limit myself and just do what I want. And I know under this that it's not specific to anything. And I always had a hard time with that too because I have I'm a person of many interests in general. So like the same thing with music. I like, I love so many different styles and what I listen to and what I make are all different. And I've just got piles and piles of stuff in my documents on my laptop, just making it for fun, whatever sounds good to me. So with this, I know that I can take it wherever I want. And I just want to meet people that want to do the same thing. Well, I think, it, I think you're, I think everybody is at a really unique time in the world too. I mean, coming out of the pandemic, people have been, and I think will continue to be very receptive to things in a way that maybe they haven't been before. Um, There's a lot of resilience involved right now. Yeah. I mean, cause you have to, right. And we've been seeing it here in Memphis. Um, again, I think I've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast, but you know, growlers kind of was breaking the ice of live shows again. And, Whereas people may not have been, 
you know, always packing it out for a local band before people are so hungry for the experience, uh, you know, again, that, you know, they're selling out before the doors even open or if not in the first 15 minutes, because people are just so excited to get back. And I think again, are just ready to receive things in a way that maybe they weren't before, because again, you know, we have a tendency, uh, to take things for granted. And when all that disappeared, people realized how much they truly valued it. So I think, I think you're coming out at a good time with this music, especially in Dallas where there are so many more people, um, where people are like wanting to be a part of something and wanting to experience things again, um, in a way that was, it's more like aggressive than before, if you will. And yeah, exactly. Things are opening back up where I'm at too. And so it's, it's getting better. And like I said, music is that release for people, whether you're a listener or whether you're playing like people are ready and that's one kind of benefit to this whole situation has been that like you said the eagerness like everybody's like amped again and Definitely. i feel like it it'll be a lot you know more enthusiasm again that's good because like i said whether you're listening or in, and you're just observing or playing like it's just good to know that have, everybody's carrying that same energy that going back into it so right I, I definitely think that we took some things for granted like that. Like we didn't really realize like a lot of people had like show depression, you know, like sure. energy depression, man, yeah. <laughs> of all kinds. Yeah. But well, I think it's worth also mentioning one of your bigger goals is to align with, you know, musicians and like-minded individuals in Texas. Uh, if you could define, you know, what you would want and, uh, you know, partners musically, um, or creatively, do you think you would be able to put that into words, like what you're looking for, or just something that you know you think you know when you see it? Or what, how would you say if to people listening that might be interested in playing with you? Open-minded, approachable, uh, receptive, um, and just you know. Well, I can say from experience, passionate. those are certainly characteristics that you share. So if it, if it's any, any, any consolation, I would say that that's, those are things that you're willing to give as much as you'd like to receive. Absolutely. Which is important. It's Cause a, not everyone, it's a, it's a mutual exchange. It's like, yeah. it is like a relationship when it's you're not always like that, <laughs> not always, no. but it should be in my mind, I guess that's subjective too. Right. But, right. But you know, it's a mutual exchange. It's something we're trying to do together. We're trying to create something together. It's always going to change a bit when it goes into different hands and stuff that's cool you just find the ones that work the best and you know permit the best uh relationship so yeah well i'm really i'm excited man i think you're in a great position this this album um is great i know do you have any plans on how you want to release this yeah i'm um, Gonna put it on Spotify. Uh, Are you gonna release it as singles individually? Are you gonna release it all at one time? How you feeling? There's gonna be a single coming first called Mountains. It's gonna be the first one I'll be releasing here, hopefully in the near future. Okay. Do you um, have, have any idea? Um, hopefully within. No pressure. Just wondering. <laughs> within the know. within the next Hard month or two. Sometimes. I'd like you know within the next month or two, hopefully. Right. Okay. Um, so by fall, we'll see something to do. Uh, it's pretty safe to say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, um, <laughs> but no. Uh, yeah, being here has been a really great reawakening for me, and uh, just really got me back where I wanted to be. Got me away from the 
monotonous lifestyle of working. I guess you never really got, like we were talking earlier, you didn't get as much of a break in the uh, the, the COVID. Oh, uh, no. Uh, you kind of kept on going. So and I'm, I was blessed been... for that, that, you know, that... Oh, absolutely. That, because, sure. uh, you know, there's people that are hurting, that were hurting and still are. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I was blessed for that, that my job did keep going through the pandemic. Uh, we had to take, you know, safety precautions and everything, and it was pretty intense for a while. Uh, you know, completely everything contactless. It's it was tough, and especially in my line of work. But um, it, yeah, uh, it was tough times. Yeah, tough times. Well, I'm excited that you know that you're that you've worked so hard on the music. I'm excited that you're releasing it. I'm excited that we got to be a part of it. I think it's all a really positive thing, not just for you, but anyone that has a chance to listen and also potentially to be a part of it moving forward. For sure, hundred percent. This is since I visited in February. I was inspired since I got here. It's been nothing but just creativity, which I thrive on and love, and. The experiences has been great. Drew and Nick have been great too, mm-hmm. and I've been looking forward to working with them. And just having so many creative minds involved has really been the best scenario it could be for what I was trying to achieve. Yeah, for sure. And I think you. So you you had um, did you work with Nick when you were in here the first time, or did you work with Dave when he was at Noi- doing Noise? I Factory? believe it was just Dave. I know Nick was around. I don't know. I know you had the reason I say it is because I know you had a lot of uh, confidence in Nick. Oh, of course, um, Nick is uh, someone that I've always looked up to as a musician. Just whether it was whatever he was doing, and just mm-hmm. hearing him play here and hearing his bands, and uh, especially the stuff you guys did together with Meta back in the day. Shh, no one knows about that. No, I'm just kidding. But we never released it. <laughs> I and uh, just his appreciation for visual arts too was something i liked because that was what i was into as well sure and um just as he's a multi-talented guy and i knew coming here that he would be able to help me well he's listening to this so don't say too many nice things (laughs) no i'm just kidding now the reason i bring it up is because it was just interesting because i know you were really excited um to work with nick but it also seemed like you know drew working with drew it, it came very seamlessly and seemed like it worked really well between, yeah, as soon between as I'm, the three of three of you guys. As soon as I met Drew in February, I got good vibes. So I was I'm very intuitive in that way. I can mm-hmm. pick it up. I picked up good vibes right away, so that was good. And I didn't know much about his musical background when we met, but after hearing his music and just seeing his involvement with everything here and his production quality, I knew that he would have, you know, some some treats to offer to the yeah. Situation. It's a solid crew for yeah. sure. And I, 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 two. Uh, we didn't really touch on it too much, but you have a pretty vast catalog of of electronic music that isn't in the same vein of what we did here. So you have almost like an alter ego of of music that um, I would say very much aligns. Like I mean, you did. I mean, Drew wonderfully blended into what we were doing in this project. Oh, hundred percent. It's just funny too that the other side of your musical, you know, existence is something that is very closely tied to. To that as well this electronic end yeah um i did a project for a long time in between wilted and now that i've always i still kind of post it online and stuff it's called dread and confusion and it's like you know like uh electronic kind of psychedelic kind of stuff and it's 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 uh 
always been a passion of mine because i don't know there's just something about you know guitars and everything are great but i love the ambience of pads and yeah. different patterns going on and stuff it's it's a completely different ball game and that's why i knew that you know with what i was doing and what i was trying to achieve i knew drew would be a good person for that because after hearing his stuff is it's fucking crazy so yeah you know like it was like cool because i knew you and nate and then i formed a new relationship with drew and but the way it all just the different backgrounds came together to make something cohesive made so much sense with how my life has been with music as i've explained and like oh man like i'm super stoked because it couldn't have gone any better dude that's awesome we got a nuck on air nuck right there (laughs) i'm glad to hear it man well you know what i feel like we could probably just keep talking forever and ever but at some point we do have (laughs) to give these folks a break so why don't you why don't we why don't we end with um a way that we can find you and also a way that when this music is released, we can find that. Like, can we find you on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, anything? Yeah. Where can we find um, you? Right now, I'm, um, I got Twitter. I got Instagram. It's at Night Owl TX, at Night Owl Texas. Is it underscore TX? Uh, Night Owl underscore TX? I think it is. That's a good question. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. It's going to be in the it's description still in of the started. podcast. Okay. So if, if, work. if you have any confusion, just look in the description of the podcast and we'll make sure to get you there. And obviously, we'll be posting all the hard work, you know, through Station 8 and kind of exemplifying all the things that we've done musically and creatively so people can keep an eye out there as well. Awesome. And I'd just like to say thank you, Brett, Nick, Drew, Station 8 for what you're doing not only for me but for memphis music and i i really appreciate what you guys are doing and i'm glad that i got to experience it well thanks man you're you're you've been a very important part of the process so very much appreciate you indulging in that and and being a part of the journey with us because it takes a village to make something happen that's for sure well thanks for taking the time to talk to me all right dude we'll talk soon all right thank you later peace thank you guys for tuning in uh, if you want to check out any of our other content, you can visit our website at station or our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash station productions. Thanks.